Hello, everyone, and I am your host, Nikki Munguess. Welcome to episode two of the Queen Me Show. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Cherie Rome. She is a social worker, dancer, amazing entrepreneur, CEO, founder of Moving Purpose, creator, dog mom, and foodie. And today, we are going to see her and listen to her story. And so, Cherie, hop on on. Hi. Hey girl. <laughs> oh, intro. I know. <laughs> we official out here. <laughs> Come on. Thank you so much for you know hopping on, taking your time, you know, out of your day. Um, and I know you just had surgery, but look at that beautiful smile of yours. Oh, I love your spirit. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> crazy for a minute it gave me a reason to do something <laughs> <laughs> well you look beautiful and you know i remember the first time we met um your energy is really what you know attracted me um and i you know i've seen uh, on your just on social media itself you're you are such a positive spirit positive light and you know, thanks to you know Nico, who actually brought <laughs> Um, you know, everything you know happens for a reason, and yeah. I am so glad I met you. Yes. And so, girl, tell us about you. Where are you from? Who is Sheree? You know, quick oh, intro. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Sheree Rome. I'm from the Inland Empire, born and raised in Riverside. Currently live in Rancho Cucamonga. I am the CEO and founder of Moving Purpose. Uh, Moving Purpose is a it started off as like a social service program for at-risk youth in Chicago. Um, I went to DePaul University for grad school for my master's in social work, and I interned for juvenile probation. And while I was there, I had to facilitate some kind of program before I graduated. So one thing that I noticed is that there was like a lack of programming for girls on probation. They had all these programs and services for boys but not for girls. And I was like, why is that? So trying to be creative with what I wanted to do. I also, um, Moving Purpose was also a, actually a paper project, like a pro actual project for one of my classes. It was a program proposal. So I was like, what better way to make my program proposal come to life? So that's what I did. I had a conversation with my supervisor and my internship. And I was like, hey, I dance. I noticed there wasn't a lot of services for girls. Like, can I facilitate a dance workshop? And she was with it. I created a whole proposal. It went out to the whole probation department. They sent me a list of girls. And I had like about 20 girls that came. Oh, and wow. So dope. And I, um, correlate, I coordinated... I made it a, like a social, like a women's empowerment, like a young girls empowerment work dance workshop. So at the beginning, we had a conversation about just self-esteem and things like that. And then after that, I taught them a dance class, like 
an actual professional dance class and they loved it because a lot of the thing that sucks about the youth in Chicago is that they don't have access to a lot of services like they do, like the kids do in California. So mm -hmm. for them to get a dance studio experience, they were like, oh my gosh, like you dance like the girls we see on TV. No, and doggone well, I don't, but I mean, I can, and I do dance next to them, but it was just a great feeling knowing that my idea came to life and these girls really appreciate it. And it really what it really hit off well with the probation department and a bunch of probation officers came up to me later on and was like, yeah, I heard your probation, your event went well, my girls were talking about it. So it was really good. Um, and then from there, I was like, maybe I could make this a real thing. So when I moved back to California, I decided to teach heels and hip hop classes to adults. And also- Wow. For um, at-risk youth throughout the community. And it's, I had some troubles with that because it's hard to teach adults because um, it's voluntary. It's, you know, it's voluntary. Mm -hmm. And also you're kind of asking them for their money. So um, I had some waves with that. Um, great experiences, but I also decided that I also wanted to sell athletic wear. Um, being a dancer and being a woman of fitness, it's hard to find like cute athletic wear that's also quality so that's one of the show, show us show us what you're wearing right now you got you got one of your gear one item. Okay. Yeah, this is the ace wave sports bra how cute okay. yes. i love the font <laughs> so yes that's um, another addition to moving purpose and um Recently, I did a mental health series blog and just really tapped into the mental health portion and some of my social work skills um, to highlight the importance of mental health and how it's beneficial for anyone, really. I, I love, you know, how you just started. And that was, that was going to lead on to my next question. But like, I love how the how your whole business started off of wow like there's got to be some light shed to these women right especially to the youth yeah <laughs> and especially to the youth and you know me i'm really big on giving back to the kids giving back to the youth and and that's where it all starts and you know yeah. you're such a giving person and you know like um you know what they all say like when when you give it'll come back to you tenfold Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the whole, you know, part moving purpose. It is. Right? It is. And not only that, but the whole name movie purpose is derived. Right. Like everyone has a story. Everyone comes right. from something. And so when you dance, the whole point is to kind of tell a story through movement without actually using words. So essentially you're moving. So, <laughs> love it. So what inspired you to dance? Like, have you always been dancing ever since you were a little girl? Like, did it start in high school? Like, what yeah. truly inspired you? So me and my sister used to dance, like, in front of the TV when we were younger, uh, in front of music videos. Like, you couldn't tell us nothing. <laughs> Jackson came on, like... Aaliyah came on. You couldn't tell us nothing. Michael Jackson, nothing. Like we would literally, literally try to emulate the dance moves from the music videos. <laughs> irritate our older siblings, but my mom also decided to put us in dance classes when I was eleven. Okay. So we are studio trained, also. Um, and then from there, we um, been consistent in other uh, dance activities. So like in high school, my sister and I started a hip hop team the first hip hop team. Oh, nice. 
We were like, hey. we need a hip-hop team. We don't want to be cheerleaders. <laughs> so uh, we started the hip-hop teams. And then from there, it just continued. Um, and then as an adult, I started going to L.A. to take professional dance classes. And that's where I am now. And um, That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say just different um, experiences performing, performing for different shows and events and yeah, it's been years over. It's been decades. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, you know, experience is key and you just get better and better every single year. So how is moving? Per how is how's business going now? Like what what how was it like throughout the past couple of years? What was your experience with, you know, certain clientele? How was it? So teaching dance classes was fun but after a while i think that um you i've noticed that people take classes specifically for like clout or for the footage mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. that's not why i dance like i dance for the love and the passion of dance and i kind of felt like it was starting to become something that wasn't really sometimes i didn't feel like it was authentic for me right for me, i'm a very authentic real and genuine person and that's basically what I want to surround myself with. And that's what Moving Purpose is. Um, so I actually took a break from teaching classes and started focusing on my own professional training and taking classes in LA for my own development. And I just decided to kind of move forward with that apparel and lifestyle wear and um, also kind of branching out into doing the vlogs and podcast things. So right now, my main thing is kind of social work advocacy and athletic wear and apparel. I love that. Um, you're so business minded too. And that's what I love about you. <laughs> you're literally using like what you love into, you know, a business, right? Yeah. So um, for moving purpose, um, what has, I mean, you talked about your podcast. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, and recently you just got surgery, right? And mm -hmm. I watched you know this podcast you never know who's gonna hear it right um we're here to help other people out uh you mentioned um depression mm -hmm. and how you battle with it mm -hmm. and i know dancing is your true love um how has it been like mentally being detached from what you're able to do and how have you been mentally preparing yourself to be ready to come back? I love that question. I love the way you wear that. <laughs> but yeah, so um, for, I tore my ACL in a dance class, right? Uh -huh. Because for as long as I've been dancing, I've never injured myself. And right. I injured myself in this dance class and I didn't know how badly I was injured, right? Until I went to urgent care the next day. But um, I found out I tore my ACL three weeks later and I was like stuck. I couldn't believe that they said that. I was like, "Are you serious? How did you feel?" Right. I started crying. Like I immediately started crying because I'm like, I just saw like everything that I've been working hard for, working for, right? I like wanted was just. I just felt like it was just gone. And not only that, like I'm in my early 30s, <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so like I got to a point where I was just getting close to like starting to get recognized with prominent like right in certain classes and then I get hurt like I was out in LA like every two three times a week or even more and sometimes I would take cl dance classes back to back right after coming from work from a full-time job I work for the county full-time so then I would get up and do the same thing again so when they told me that I was like oh like this is a wrap <laughs> like I I just couldn't think it like he was trying to calm me down and trying to reassure me like you know there's surgery and there's this but I didn't hear nothing that he said after he said that because all I heard was like I was over <laughs> like what else am yeah I and so right. I so like I cried for four days straight like four days yeah. straight and I've been sad before but this was like a different type of sadness that I could not pull myself out of and my friends and family really tried to be supportive and really tried to pull me out of that dark place, but it was just not happening. Cause I'm like, it doesn't matter what right. you feel like. You guys don't know how I feel. Like you guys aren't in this position. And I just felt like it was just too late for me. Like sometimes I feel like I'm already too old when I go in these dance classes. Cause even though I could hang with people that are younger than me or sometimes dance better, mentally, mm -hmm. it's like I'm older than them. Like they have felt right. like, so like if I did this in my 20s. It would have been differently, but because I am in my 30s, it's like it hits different. And so I just felt like my dance dreams were just over <laughs> and I just didn't see anything positive that could come from it. Right. So, and then, you know, I one thing that I did talk, that's why the mental health series was just talking about my experience with depression, um, being injured and how I pulled myself out. Um, after I had suicidal ideations, like it was to the point where I was like, I really don't want to be here anymore. It was that bad. It was that bad for me. And I've never, and even being a social worker, I was like, I never, ever had that type of thought, but I was just like, wow. Crazy. And my friends are like, sure, you're more than just dance. But to me, it's like, dance is something that I genuinely love. That's like my passion. That's like, the nothing makes me feel the way dance does. So the right. fact that that's like my workout, that's like my therapy. And the main thing that I love that I'm passionate about and, and I can't do it anymore. It's like, I've never had the option of not dancing. So the fact right. that I made one stupid move and it took me out, I was so mad, so mad. Like I was right. so mad at myself. I was like, I couldn't believe that I did that. So yeah, so I had one specific suicidal thought where I was like, okay with actually going through with it. How how long how long were you in that thought for? Um, it was, I would say it was like a good fifteen minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then I was like, I can't do that. The only thing that stopped me was I had to go to work. So I was like, I have yeah. to, like, it was just, yeah, it was, it was hard. And I was just like, and I started crying because I was like, I couldn't believe yeah. that I actually thought about that. And had I had that thought and I was actually okay with it. And all my friends were just so shocked to hear that from me because I'm usually the person that's optimistic and uplifting and I right. Was, I, I can was, never see you in that position. Like I, I can't even imagine in that position. And I never understood other people that experienced that until right I had that and I was just like I see what people are talking about and 
honestly, when I expressed to people how I felt or, you know, my thought, they were just like, oh, you'll be fine. Like, I don't want to say that they dismissed it, but in some ways, some people were kind of dismissive. But I think that they supported me the best way that they knew how. And also, it might have been mm-hmm. uncomfortable for them as well. So right. it just got to the point where I felt like nobody was really understanding what how I was feeling. So that's why I ended up having those thoughts because I was like, I feel like nobody understands how I feel. Like everyone's just kind of minimizing my feelings and making me feel like I was over-exaggerating. So um, I was like, yeah, I need to go back to counseling. (laughs) And I did. So, so you had, so that's like therapy, right? So you went to therapy technically. (laughs) So is that what mainly helped you get out of those thoughts and, you know, um, kind of battle your depression was it mainly therapy counseling i would say that's the bulk of it for sure um okay but i think the main thing more than anything was me being honest with myself like being honest with the fact that i wasn't okay like because it's easy to know that you're depressed and being able to call it out but a lot of people don't really seek help for that or actually admit it so the fact that i was like okay sheree like you have to be honest with how you feel. You have to be honest with where you were and where you need to go. And you really need to get back into this, into therapy. And not only that, um, being a trained social worker as well, I also know that I needed to tap into other things that would help me alleviate that stress and alleviate that sadness. And um, journaling was also a great way to help me um it didn't give unsolicited advice <laughs> it didn't talk back <laughs> and it was just <laughs> an opportunity for me to get all my feelings and thoughts and frustrations out on paper without anyone interrupting my thoughts it actually kind of forced me to kind of maneuver through my feelings on my own and kind of heal myself i don't want to say right. i helped myself because i couldn't have done it without the help of other people but it definitely helped me in a lot of ways and Honestly, checking out on social media because I, oh, I know it can be depressing. Like I was seeing like all my friends in the dance classes, seeing dance classes that I was getting invited to that I couldn't even go to. And I'm just like, so I had to check out for a little bit and unplug. And that really helped a lot. And I really recommend people to do that when they're going through a rough time. Just unplug social media and just focus mm-hmm. on yourself. And honestly, what you said, like when you're in your deepest, darkest moments, you would have never known, right, that you would ever experience rock bottom. But you know what? What they always say, as soon as you hit the the bottom, the only way is to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And look at you now. You, you know, you survived surgery. Surgery is tough, girl. Yeah, surgery is tough. And you've been what? Like, it's been a week? It's been a week? It's been almost three weeks. Oh, three weeks. It's wow. been like two, two and a half. I got wow. Yeah, the end of December. So you know what they you know what they say after surgery, you know, that's like a new start. That's a fresh new start. Yeah. Like physical therapy and no joke. <laughs> I this was, right. You gotta learn how to walk again. Yes. You literally like, have to just right here. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Bend your knees, straighten your leg, like the basic, and I was telling everyone, I was like, it's like the basic. People couldn't understand why I was so sad. And my main sadness stemmed from me being a very independent individual. 
And the fact right. that I can do like the basic things for myself or something as simple as like walking. Even walk? Really, it messed <laughs> me up. And, I, and my coworkers. Right, like, I feel like, you. And it's really important to have people around that really rock with you. Like when I oh, say for really sure. rock with you, I mean really rock with you. Not no acquaintances, not your people that like you on social media. Like, no, your real friends. Like like people who are there to check up on you, like Absolutely. make sure you're okay. Like take care. It's so it's so important to surround yourself with those type of people who just empower you, right? Especially when you're going through this this time in your life. But I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you will come back stronger than you were before. Like more, like more so like, yes, physically, but like more so mentally. And it's all about, it's, it's all about like having the confidence in yourself, right? Um, but man, depression, you know, if anybody out there is battling through depression, just like what, what Sheree said, do not be afraid to seek help. Not at all. It's okay. It's okay to go to therapy, Mm -hmm. right? It's okay to like, to, to vent to a friend Mm -hmm. because sometimes you can't, there are times where, you know, you just can't handle it and you never know like that one person can help you out tremendously. Right. And I'm pretty sure, you know, like at this point, like, you know who the real ones are in your life who are always, who are truly there for you. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Right. So, you know, who, um, you know, in your career, uh, just like growing up, who are the certain people in your life, like woman, you know, anybody that who has helped you get to that, to this position um, where you, where you're at right now? Yeah. The main person that I would acknowledge just in terms of like my strength as a woman, I would say my mom, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because she was a single parent um, raising. Wow. Me and my my sister and my siblings and just watching how she went to work, handled business, was a mom, still found time to took us to our extracurricular activities to make sure that we still, you know, did the things that we enjoyed and did the things that we still wanted to do. And it was just really fascinating because it takes a certain type of strength to be able to do all that. And I admire her strength. A lot, in a lot of ways, especially now that I am an adult, you know, when you're younger, you don't really think about, you kind of question why your parents make certain decisions that they make or why their personalities might be a certain way. <laughs> but mm-hmm, for sure. And you live your own life, you see why your mom is who she is. And I see a lot of myself in her or a lot of her in me. And I really, really appreciate that. And I really just appreciate her for pushing education and pushing us to be in, independent and not being ashamed of it. Um, and just making sure we always had our own and we just went after what we wanted. So that's always stuck with me. And I still keep that motto mm-hmm. to this day. So shout out, shout out to mama, you know? Um, and like one thing that you said, you are there's certain qualities that, um, <laughs> there are certain qualities that you see in yourself that, you know, you, you got from mom mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, shout out to all the moms out there, you know, That's all awesome. the hardworking moms, like it, it takes a village to raise a family <laughs> and, you know, daughter, strong woman, strong yes. woman who are so confident and, you know, 
looking on your social media, just, you know, having this conversation where you seem like a very strong, confident woman. Oh. Where do you find that confidence? <laughs> well, I have no idea. Where I'm are you? Just, <laughs> I would think that it comes from just my life experience. Um, just my experience living on my own, experience, uh, work experience, professional experience, um, even experience like with friends, <laughs> family. Um, and just taking different learning lessons from those experiences and just trying to figure out how, what worked, what didn't work, what I can use um, in the future, what I need to get rid of, what I need to work on within myself. <laughs> yes. And um, I just check myself a lot. I do a lot of self-reflection. And to be honest, I have a lot of conversations with myself, not talking and answering, but like just internal conversations with myself about like, Sheree, why'd you do that? Or like, why do you think? <laughs> really just checking in with myself. I think it's so important to check in with yourself and really just acknowledge your feelings and really being honest about your journey, where you're going, where you're trying to get to and, honest, and being honest about how you're getting there and really your tribe, like, who you keep around right. is also really important because they could also hinder you as well. So Right, right. So with all that being said, what would you say to, you know, these younger girls, you know, living in this generation, being so affected by social media? Like, mm -hmm. just there are some girls out there, you know, who get affected, you know, like one thing is said to them and yeah. they get affected so much. Feelings are hurt. And so what I want to do, I want to, you know, instill the confidence in these young girls that it's like, who cares about what, you know, other people say to you, Absolutely. you know? So uh, other people's opinions doesn't matter at the end of the day, because you are Sheree, you are you. Absolutely. Right. So because of the fact that you said life experiences, that's everything you've gone through has molded you to become the woman you are today. All right. So what would you say to, you know, the younger generation right now? Well, the first that life advice. Say, yeah. The first thing I would say is social media is not real. <laughs> Let's start. Right. There. Social media <laughs> is not real. Um, I understand that we do live in the era of, you know, everything is on social media and it does seem real, but, and sometimes it can play over into your real life and into your personal life. But I just want to say that it doesn't matter what other people think. Um, I know that on social media, the younger generation tends to feel like they got to have all these likes. They have to do certain things because it's popular and this and that, but do what you want to do and what your path is because Chloe's path isn't your path. <laughs> so right. doing. copy what you want to do um, and really just trust yourself and trust the, your experience with life, trust um, your gut, trust all the skills and lessons that you have and that and trust yourself enough to know that you are worthy of bringing something into this world and you're worthy of telling your story everybody has a story social media is a perfect platform for you to be you it's you it's free propaganda it's free like there is no there is not another you and that's what makes you unique and that's what makes you special and that's what you should really think about with anything that any decision that you make you are you, right. nobody else like you, and there will never be another you. Don't worry about what the next person is doing. Don't worry about what other people have to say. 
tune the noise out and focus on your goals and your dreams and chase after what you want to do unapologetically. Amen. Let them know. Let them know, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Let's know. We've all been there. Let them know. And I even know, in right? a dancer, like I've been pressured. I felt the pressure of like, I need to get footage. I need to get this. I need to get that. When in reality, when I got to the point, honestly, I will say that even being injured made me get to the point where I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to just do what I want to do. And I don't care how many likes I get. I don't care how many views I get. If I want to post it, I'm going to post it. Like, that's just what but, it is. But you see how, you know, you being transparent, like, I could relate because you are so real. And that's what I like yes. about, you know, people on social media. Like, you know, like, people being real. And we had talked about this. Like, real is rare, mm-hmm. right? It's Very. so, that's what people are attracted to because that's real life, right? Mm-hmm. So anybody on social media, like, first of all, like, it's either half of that is fake or, you know, the other half, like people are really trying to utilize it to inspire mm-hmm. other people, just like what you are doing. Right. So with that being said, you know, what would you tell to your younger self? I would tell my younger self to trust myself. I know even now, sometimes I struggle with that. Um, there have been a lot of situations where I've questioned my self-worth and even questioned my knowledge and intellect and it felt like, like, am I worthy enough of teaching dance classes? Am I worthy enough to, like, I felt like I always had to get to like certain points to be able to right, right. things when in reality, there's people with less experience than me that are out here doing what I want to do. The only difference is that they are more, they have more confidence in themselves to do it. And that's really right. all it is. All it is, is confidence. All it is, is confidence and also skill too, but at the same, but mostly just Trusting yourself and it, whatever you don't know, that's what the internet is for. That's the beauty about living in the era of technology and social media is that whatever you want to do, you can research, you can look exactly at somebody, you can find somebody out there that I'm sure is in the field that you want to go in and ask them questions. But this, I would tell myself like, sure, you got to trust yourself and also don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and be an advocate for yourself. Because when I was younger, I used to let people run over me. And as I got older, and even in probably the field that I am kind of forced me to be very stern and be very confident in my decisions and really just believe, just trusting my journey. That's really what it is. Right. Trusting my journey and un- unapologetically and authentically. And also, I don't use anybody. I'm not interested in clout. I'm not interested in like stepping on toes. I'm not interested in doing anything negative to anybody to get to where I want to go. I want to, wherever I'm going, I want to make sure that I get there genuinely and appropriately. (laughs) So. Right. Right. So that's just. I, I, I love that. So with you, you know, trusting your journey, where do you see yourself? Like, what are your goals in the next six months? with you know physically mentally like where do we see you in the next six because it does you know recovery time for acl is like six to nine months (laughs) (laughs) no but like you know business wise you know um where do we like what are your goals in the next six months because i like to you know put it put stuff out there because i'm very much you put it out to the universe you're gonna 
put action to it. Exactly. You're going to manifest it. So where do we see you in the next six months? The next six months, business-wise, I definitely want to get have a bigger platform for my apparel and athletic wear. Um, in terms of, I also want to tap into more of the social work arena for my business. I really want to get back to working with at-risk youth. I think that's one of the areas where I think I kind of fell back from when it came to my business. And I really missed that part because I love working with the youth, like, especially like at-risk youth. And it's the youth that a lot of people don't really care for, but I love it because they remind me of me. <laughs> and um, most importantly, everyone needs a, everyone needs somebody that looks like them. Um, yeah. Everyone needs a positive outlet. And I think that that is something that I do want to get back into when I get better. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see Moving Purpose as a social service program for um, different agencies, such as like probation, social services, and nonprofits that will facilitate classes for youth, teach them, give them the dance studio experience, but also give them the social work experience as well, and have different discussions just about life and as women, women of color. Um, that is one arena I want to tap into, get back into, and then, um, just be an inspiration to people. Um, one thing that I'm really big on is just besides being real and authentic, I just love having real conversations. And so for my vlog, I do want to start, I want to expand it a little more. Um, I do want to start having conversations about different topics and how they relate to mental health and our generation and just have real discussions and touch on real issues that I think people are kind of nervous to talk about. <laughs> so, I love that. <laughs> you already doing it, girl. Thank you. As far as personally, I'm just really focused on enhancing myself spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Um, I really just want to continue to just elevate with all the healing that I've learned during this injury and during this experience and continue to propel that forward for a healthier lifestyle and hopefully be a, a motivation to other people who probably are injured as well and let them know that there's other people out here who understand them, can support them and know exactly how they feel. And we're here, both of us. Both of us, look at us. <laughs> so, I love it, <laughs> I know. But you know what? Um, you are not only targeting dancers. You're targeting people who have, you know, who are injured and yeah. want to dance again. You know what I mean? Like, you are, you never know who's watching. I'm going to say this again. You might inspire the next person who is, you know, still recovering from ACL, you know, meniscus injury, right? They need to hear your story. Yeah. And the fact that you're over here confident telling them it's okay. Like, look at you, like, you know, looking all beautiful, you know, still having that spirit. That's what we need, yeah. right? That's what we need in this world, you know, like, because so you never change. Okay. Still, you know, it's going to be tough, but you know what they say, like, what doesn't kill you? makes you stronger and you just gotta keep going girl but you know what let's talk about you know you being a woman of color mm -hmm. um you know like 
take pride in that. You take pride in that. So talk about your experience, you know, especially in the dance um, entertainment industry. How has it been like being a woman, woman of color? It's hard. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely hard being a woman of color in the dance industry because there isn't, there aren't too many of us. Let me say that. Right, right. And when I would say that, unfortunately, we I think that black women are over sexualized. So when it comes mm. to dance videos, I feel like the only time women feel like women of color feel like they get noticed is if they're like half naked or right. kind of show some skin or do kind of over sexualize themselves to get noticed. And right. um, that's one thing that I tried not to do in dance classes or when I film or when I have filmed uh, when I was dancing. Um, Cause I really just want to bring back the idea that you don't have to do all that just to get attention or show that you're talented or show that exactly. you dance and you can get booked based off of just your talent overall. And I'm not saying I'm the best dancer in the world, um, but it was just a struggle. And even when it comes to colorism is a real thing, you know, typecasting is a real thing when it comes to auditions and when it comes to certain roles for um, jobs. And, and unfortunately, it's like a certain look that they go for, even when it comes to these agencies, you know, like sometimes they want the light skin, curly hair girl. Or, right. you know, it's just specific things that we kind of have to deal with behind closed doors that a lot of people don't talk about in the dance industry. And unfortunately, it does affect us in a lot of ways. And that's one of the things that I am really happy that I do is I do have, you know, a job that is correlated with my degrees. So I'm not solely mm -hmm. relying on dance to get me jobs or get me booked. And what I, did you get your degrees in again? Sorry. Um, I have my bachelor's in psychology and my master's in social work. Oh, wow. Where did you graduate from? I graduated from Cal State San Bernardino for my undergrad oh, wow. and DePaul University in Chicago for my master's. Oh, wow. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. But yeah, like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But, yeah, so um, that, and then even yeah. when it comes to, uh, that's, that's a whole different topic, but even when it comes <laughs> to being in music videos, for example, like, right. Certain rap music videos and things like that, even they look for certain types of girls, like black girls, right? Or certain types of qualities. Like for me, I'm very slim, skinny. I'm not a thick girl. I don't have buns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it can really mess with your confidence in the industry if you're not strong enough mentally. And that's why being in this situation really forced me to step up my mental game because you can really like, talk down to yourself in these dance classes by, by the things that you see in these dance classes and even when you try to go to all these auditions or try to get certain jobs for reasons like that because you know you think that certain roles would be open just because you're a woman of color but in reality even with you it's not just you being a woman of color it's like okay you're a black chick but do you have this do you have that do you look like this do you like it's right. just so many little things <laughs> that come with it and it's really sad like it's really 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 sad and unfortunate. but you know what you are already an inspiration because i'm pretty sure you know other women of color you know experience 
the same experiences you are going through. And like you said, it's all about mental toughness at the end of the day. And if you, and yes, like really just putting yourself out there, you know, being authentic, being super genuine. And like you said, confidence and skill was two very important things. But, um, you know, you are, like I always say, you're such an inspiration. So Keep sweet. doing what you're doing, girl. Hold up, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> congratulations for your Thank you, podcast, thank your you. Out here. Like, this is so, like, I'm here for this. Oh, like, my. <laughs> you know and what? I you best, and I hope that you have nothing but success this year in 2022. I hope Thank that you. this podcast, like, takes off along with all of your other endeavors. And I hope that you continue to be an inspiration as well. Because I appreciate Thank you all. You. Thank you. Me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Doesn't go unnoticed. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I put you on this on this podcast, you know, to I want to empower you. I want to empower you and other women in your field, maybe not in your field, maybe somebody's look out there looking, you know, to be a dancer, become a dancer, you know, like I said, who's still recovering from an injury, right? So you never know who's looking up to you. So did you want to say, you know, any thank yous? Where can we find your gear, girl? Like, oh, you got yes. a online, you got a website. Moving <laughs> is my website. I have all the athletic apparel up there um and um uh, instagram my personal instagram right here aromatherapy six and also the business Love instagram it. is at moving purpose so feel free if you need someone for to facilitate classes for girls events if you need a choreographer for, for a specific event let me know in like six months <laughs> <laughs> need a public speaker or someone to speak to young girls to empower them talk about depression and mental health i am definitely willing and open to do that as well i would love to do that. yes as you guys can see you know we talked about a little depression but look we still got we still got our light shining we yes. still you know over here smiling because we don't let any of that you know affect us it's okay, but yeah, don't let it's it a part of you. Don't let it take over you, yeah. though. You know, so but any ladies out there, you know, Sheree is an amazing role model. She has her own, you know, series on mental health. Um, I know a lot of us women out there are, you know, looking. Um, if you're ever looking for any type of inspiration, you know, energy, like she is very transparent, and I'm pretty sure, you know. Um, she's there to like help anybody out, not just in the dance world, but you know, in social work, mm -hmm. you know, um, how to be a business owner. Yeah. Um, but girl, I hope I will I hope to see you soon. You need, you know, good luck, best wishes you. to you, recovery. I've been there, done that, but I promise you this, you're gonna come back stronger than the Sheree in 2021 i promise you that and you're going to inspire so many more women out there and you know i just want to say thank you so much girl you keep doing what you're doing <laughs> any any words 
many thank yous. We already got her website on there. Yes. Um, I want to thank all my friends, family, all the videographers, photographers, my dance friends, every single person that has supported me throughout my whole dance journey. And even through this whole injury situation, most importantly, because if without them, I would not, I can't say that I would have the confidence to say everything that I said today and actually mean it. So I really appreciate my friends and my family wholeheartedly, 100%. And they are the real MVPs and I love them dearly. And I appreciate every single one of them. So love it. Well, you guys can follow her on her Instagram. Okay. Oh, that way. (laughs) And so thank you so much. And I will see you soon. All right. Everybody tune on our next episode. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you.